Welcome to the Grow Down Podcast. Conversations while following Jesus on the old road which leads to new life. I'm your host, Tim Herset. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining. Let's get to it. Yeah. What is one thing each listener of this podcast needs to know about you? Uh, Something that everybody needs to know. Uh, Bonus feature is, well, okay. I love Jesus. That's number one. And he loves me and all of you. But bonuses, I really enjoy the band Starflyer 59. Go check them out. And thirdly, this is thirdly of the one thing, um, is that I really enjoy cottage cheese and applesauce together. Um, Not mixed, but like you take a little scoop of applesauce on your fork and a little bit of cottage cheese. I was actually eating in my classroom one time and a student walked in when I was finishing it. And I felt a little awkward. And he's like, that's fine, man. And so that's just something you need to know about me is I really enjoy applesauce and cottage cheese together wow. go try it sometimes it sounds it sounds horrible <laughs> it's really it's a sweet and salty combination okay but, well, so. so you mentioned that you are a teacher now mm-hmm. how did how did you end up becoming a teacher yeah, it's kind of a good question i mean it's not kind of it is a good question um so when i was in grade school uh going to church in pipestone minnesota um i was a we had a youth leader at our church named Eric Manis, and my older siblings always enjoyed him. They, he was like the best youth leader ever because he really cared about students and told them about Jesus and was super fun um, and would always go to like athletic events and would go to the schools and like, uh, yeah, would just be like, you know, very much part of students' lives and would like hang out at, at families' houses and stuff. And, and uh so when I was in seventh grade, I had him as a youth group leader, and he was really cool, but he passed away um, when I was in seventh grade. I had um, some health complications and super unexpected, um, but I just remember thinking, like, huh, I want to be someone who works with youth someday. And I always told myself I wanted to be a youth leader. Um, and so I uh, graduated high school, went to a Bible school. Uh, after that, went to college. And when I was in college, uh, I decided I'm going to focus on education to work with youth because I knew I wanted to work with young people. Um, And then, yeah, through a few different um, interactions and situations, I became a a social studies teacher and coach. Um, And so here I am. uh, How many years is that later? Almost 20 years later, still working with youth, which is pretty cool to see how God used that and uh, yeah, just the impact someone like Eric Manis made in my life. So it's cool. Thanks. That's great. And you mentioned that you are also a coach and yeah. you coach cross country. Yeah. Flandreau, South Dakota. I do. I do. And so is, is coaching cross country a natural fit for you? Well, yeah, this is kind of weird. So I, I actually, uh, I ended up coaching cross country and track and field i did them both in high school 
but I didn't love cross country. I really enjoyed track and field more. But when I got the teaching gig, uh, our our head cross country coach, his name is Brendan. Like he, he really harassed me to be his assistant coach. And he really likes Pearl Jam. So if that helps you understand who he is, but he was like, you need to be my assistant coach. And I was like, uh, I'm just going to get a job teaching and we'll see what happens. And he's like, no, you should be my assistant coach. And so actually kind of crazy, but that's how I got into coaching was because this head coach really knew a little bit about me and knew that I enjoyed working with young people. And that's what he wanted in his program. Um, and so that's how it got rolling. And, and actually I didn't realize how much I enjoyed those sports until I started coaching them. So at first it didn't seem like a natural fit, but, you know, being outside, helping kids be their best, um, no matter who they are, like you can always improve in, in running <laughs> track and field and cross country. And so that really has changed my perspective is like, Hey, that's the same thing with us. Like God accepts us and he wants us on his team, no matter who we are. And he wants us to, to follow after him and grow in our faith. So, yeah. Well, the way you answer that leads right into the next question that I had for you. So this might be just going a little further with what you're saying. Would you say that teaching and coaching is a good way for you to live out your faith? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I would say it is because I know for a while I thought like, maybe I'll go into ministry, formal ministry. Um, and when I was in college, I actually was a youth leader at a church for about four years and that was sweet. Um, um, and so I wondered, like, well, maybe God wants me to go into ministry. And maybe he does someday, like formal, formal ministry in a church. But um, the nice thing about teaching is, <laughs> like, I, I get, like, 80 to 90 kids through my classroom every day. And uh, they have to be there. <laughs> kind of like, you know, with with youth group. You know, it's it's their choice, but they have to be in my classroom or if they want to be out for the sport, I'm their coach. So it's kind of cool to see, like, I get to be a light that they maybe wouldn't otherwise have. Um, I get to be, you know, shining Jesus to them or talking about Jesus to them if it's brought up. And so that's kind of cool to see that uh, I have that opportunity as a teacher and coach. And so, yeah, it is a cool way to live out my faith and I also help lead FCA, which is Fellowship of Christian Athletes, which is kind of a youth group type setup. Um, what that looks like is we meet on Sunday nights and before COVID, we'd meet in different students' homes and hang out and play games and talk about the Bible and talk about Jesus. And so those are opportunities where, you know, students know me as Mr. Parsley or Coach Parsley, but they also know that I love Jesus and, you know, I'm welcome. I welcome them to things like FCA and, and uh, my sports and in my classroom. So, yeah, it's a pretty cool way to tell my students and other people in my community about Jesus. Yeah. And so you've, you've basically answered the next question, but if uh, you wanted to go a little deeper, how, how would you say that your relationship with Jesus actually influences the way that you teach and the way that you coach? Yeah, um, I would say, you know, it's really kind of cool because the guy that I coach cross country with, he he is a, a great friend of mine. Um, it's really been cool because he has such a heart for other students. Um, 
and and he wants them to all be out in you know he's a computer programming teacher too and so he no matter what he wants students in his programming class and in his you know cross-country program and so i've kind of seen that and realized man if he has such a heart for others like i need to have that heart too um and so it's it's the same kind of heart that i want to have in my classes and in my coaching so um and i you know my first year teaching was really difficult and over the years i've just realized like man like at the end of the day, you know, I can I can care about these students and these athletes because Jesus cares about me, and Jesus puts up with my mistakes and my my imperfections. You know, I can I can really do that in the same way with my students and their families, and just have that same grace and care for them like Jesus does. So um, that that's how my teaching and coaching has been impacted by my walk with Jesus. So. And oh, and to show people that you care, like I never want to be that teacher or coach that doesn't care about an athlete or doesn't care about their results or doesn't, you know, push them or challenge them in their studies. I want to show that I care about them um, because I think Jesus did that with the disciples, with the people that he ministered to as he he walked alongside them. He got to know them. He spent time at their houses. Um and that's the same thing I want to do as a teacher. As I want to get to know my students and athletes and their families in, in this little town of Flanders, South Dakota. So, yeah, kind of a long answer. I hope that makes some sense. That's great. Um, shifting gears slightly. If you were given a free day off from all of your responsibilities and handed a $100 bill, what would you do with the day and the money? I think... <laughs> I think it'd be super fun if I had to go out of town. Uh, it'd be really fun to take my family, my wife and, and my little girl. It'd be super fun to go to Omaha, Nebraska, which is about three hours from here and go to the Omaha Zoo. Uh, and yeah, we'd, we'd go check out all the different animals because my daughter loves different animals. And uh, that'd be a lot of fun to do. Um, and then maybe get like, I don't know delicious tacos while we're down there and then come home so that's that's i think what i would like to do that, that surprised me i actually thought you were going to say you would go to costco and buy some <laughs> groceries well it would help me keep it under a hundred dollars if i just had a hundred dollars but <laughs> costco is kind of a zoo it's very similar yeah. um, it's very similar so and small children enjoy it there too true the samples something for everybody now um, just a few more questions for you um, before we wrap up our time first would be do you have a word of encouragement for students navigating high school or college and they want to let their roots grow down into Jesus Um, yeah I would I would remind students uh, in high school or college to um, cut out the distractions, and it's something I have to work on. So don't think that I'm perfect about it. But a lot of times, it's good to put down things that are distracting us, uh, like electronics, and uh, or maybe even just always having to be around people. And spending time with Jesus is is what we need to do. Um, something I'm trying to work on is get up early in the morning. 
and read my Bible. I don't do it very often, uh, but I need to do this more. Go on walks and just pray. Um, and also get to be outside and just enjoy the, the nature that God has given us. So those are a couple of things that I would encourage you know, people right now to do is um, spend some time intentionally with Jesus and get into the word, especially that's, that's where God really can speak to us and change our hearts and change our perspective. So, yeah. Yeah. Earlier you mentioned a youth leader by the name of, um, but I'm mm-hmm. curious of who, who have been the two most important influences in your relationship with Jesus? Uh, yeah, man. I, one of the biggest has been my dad. Um, I think my dad was a big impact because he would get up in the morning and read his Bible. And I just remember dad reading his Bible, eating raisin bran, which is pretty straightforward. But uh, that that always stuck with me. Is like if he gets up early and spends time with the Lord, that's something I need to do as a, as a man and as a dad and husband. So it's something I'm trying to model in my life. And also how my dad talks with people like, you know, he, it didn't matter who they were, if they were quote unquote, really successful and popular, or if they were someone that, you know, you didn't always enjoy visiting with my dad still tried to talk with them and wanted to see how they were doing. And that was a big impact in my, in my walk with Jesus, because, you know, my dad was just being like Jesus there. Um, but also another person who's really impacted my walk is, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say my buddy, Tim Herset. And I don't know if I can say that on this podcast, cause that's you, um, because you need friends that are going to like encourage you and, you know, be gracious with you, but you also need friends that kind of kick you in the tail when you need it. And, uh, Tim Herset has been both. So thanks, man. You've been an encouragement, but also been the push that I need because, you know, iron sharpening iron isn't always gentle and easy. Sometimes it is difficult and challenging. So that's, uh, that's been big. So the way you do ministry, Tim, and the way you care about others, um, that's been a big impact in my life. And, uh, also I see Jesus and what you do. and I want to see that in my life too. So. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, so last question. Um, and this this comes from just some of the conversations that you and I have had over the years. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that plenty of people have spoken into your life with ideas of what they think you ought to be doing. Yeah. Because of the giftings that you have and communicating and music and the list could go on. But here's the question. What would you say to someone who is hearing conflicting pieces of advice from trusted people about what job or career they should have? Yeah. I would say one big thing is a scripture verse came to mind. First uh, Peter four verses 10 and 11. So scripture verse is, and it says this in first Peter chapter four, verses 10 through 11 says this, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies. 
in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And I remember that, those verses from when I was younger, just how it says, you know, you're stewards of God's varied grace, or I've heard it said God's grace in its various forms. So there's not like one way that God's grace can be shown. Um, there's different ways. And it might be a school teacher. It might be a pastor. It might be a CPA at an accounting firm. It might be uh, running a cash register at a coffee shop. My wife and I were just talking about that this morning. Um, there's a lot of different ways that God can use you to be a light in other people's lives. And so I think about that. As, and what matters at the end of the day is that he's glorified, like it says in verse 12, and that he is, uh, yeah, he's given the glory and the honor that he deserves. And so, you know, if somebody wants you to do this occupation or that occupation, um, really talk about it with God and say, hey, where, where do you want me, God? And where can I be most effective? Uh, and I think he'll show you that. Um, he'll either, you know, put people in your life that speak that truth or, you know, show you things in your life in other ways. But I had a friend this summer who was almost going to accept a call elsewhere to a seemingly better job offer um, in a better place. But uh, he had uh, a member of his church talk to him about how much of an impact he was making in their community. And uh, just that, I mean, that was like a literal, you know voice speaking into his life and so he decided to keep his current job to be an impact there um, so that's kind of a long answer but I do I think look at the different ways that God can have you sharing his his grace and his salvation with others like because that's what it comes down to is the gospel of Jesus you know loving us saving sinners like us how can we share that in different ways um, and it might be through one way or another but God works in different, different ways. So, yeah. Cool. Owen, thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. And sure. I look forward to when you come to Montana again. <laughs> I'm passing through South Dakota. And yeah, man. Can Stop stay by. in place. That'll be so. great. Well, thanks for having me, Tim. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. This has been another episode of the Grow Down Podcast. Conversations while following Jesus on the old road which leads to new life. Thank you for listening.